Welcome back to Daf HaShavua. This week we're going to be learning Mesechus Ksubos, Daf Vav. And uh, we find ourselves coming off of a conversation on Daf Hay, where the Gemara on Daf Hay discusses the concept of having uh, Bia that's going to go ahead and going to consummate a marriage on Shabbos. The Gemara suggests that there are two potential problems with having the Bia Rishona take place on Shabbos. Either person is going to be in violation of making what's called on Shabbos, making a chabura, that a person is going to go ahead and is going to wound somebody else and cause uh, all sorts of things to happen in a person's body when blood goes from one place in one's body to another place in a person's body. If I were to go ahead and I were to go to uh, cause a black and blue mark within somebody, so there's blood that uh, makes and establishes a wound in a person's body, and during the Bia Rishona, so a person is going to be motzi dam besulim, a person is going to release the hymenal blood, uh, and uh, is going to be uh, involved in making a chabura within a, uh, within a woman. Obviously, that is going to be asura on Shabbos. And that's the first suggestion as to why the Bir Rishona is going to be asura on Shabbos. Or the second possibility is what we have over here that's referred to as a person is Osa Pesach. That basically we're creating an opening in somebody's uh, body or we're creating something which is possibly considered to be a tolda of binyan on Shabbos constructing or building or destroying on Shabbos. Uh, and uh, ultimately, we, uh, we would not be able to do so when it comes to the Bir Rishona that takes place on Shabbos. And ultimately, the Gemara says that according to Rav, it's mutter to be bal bilas mitzvah on Shabbos. And Shmuel says it's going to be Usr. And the Rishonim go into a very basic debate over here in Hilcha Shabbos, defining terminology that's essential to Shabbos, such as, and and what the differences are between these two actions would have uh, inevitable consequences of violating an Avera on Shabbos. The main uh, example of Psikresha is a Psikresha that, uh, that we have where we have an inevitable consequence in which children, says the Rambam, are going out and children are going to be playing ball on Shabbos uh, or in the times of the Gemara, they would play ball on Shabbos and the ball on Shabbos that they played uh, resulted in the severance of the head of a chicken and when a person would go ahead they they didn't cut the chicken's head in order to use uh, in order to use the uh, in order to use the chicken. They wanted to go ahead and they wanted to uh, to enjoy themselves and to play again in whatever uh, culture that was. Says the Gemara that's considered to be what's called a psikresha, uh, and on a dirabanan level, a psikresha is going to be asura. And there are two different types of psikreshas that we have in halacha. We have what's referred to as a psikresha denichale and a psikresha delonichale. So when we have an a consequence that's going to occur that is uh, that is something we don't want. It's an unintended consequence. So the oraisa that would be mutter, but the rabbanon that would be uh, that would be uh, that would be aser. And we uh, we assume that a psikresha delonichale uh, is going to be aser on a derabbanon level, which is one of the potentially surim that's at play here as we uh, transition from daf hey into daf vav in uh, in Meseches Ksubis. There's a beautiful question that's asked by Zilberstein uh, on this uh, on this daf in his chashuk echemed. Zilberstein asks the following shaila, and he says that when a uh, a blood bank would come to a particular community on Shabbos and they would ask a community on Shabbos to go ahead and to, uh, to set up a, uh, a blood drive. They're lacking blood and somebody needs, uh, somebody needs blood. But we know that there's no particular dangerous uh, situation in front of us. There's no cholim esukan in front of us. This is not necessarily a case of pikuach nefesh right here and right now. And Shaila is, would it be mutter to go ahead and would it be mutter 
uh, to uh, to go ahead and to uh, to give blood on Shabbos in such a situation. So Rav Zilberstein answers and he says, "Ladasa kol gadol yitachin she'indel kichas dam l'truma iser Torah." That to give blood, there's no iser Torah over here. Avalashita samagin Avram. He writes that according to Amagin Avram, which he quoted earlier, Yeshbo iser Torah v'yayidei goy muter lahotzi dam bikevan shu karav lepikuach nefesh. And Rav Zilberstein responds that since there uh, is a possibility here of pikuach nefesh, that should this blood bank come and should this blood bank tell you that there's a, a, a lacking of blood and that we need to uh, facilitate and accumulate the uh, the uh, the giving of blood and the donating of blood. So therefore. Uh, therefore, the uh, the uh, the action would be mutter. And uh, again, whether or not we paskin like this lamaisa uh, is unclear. But should that situation arise, in which case we have this concept of something being karov le pikuach nefesh, it would be mutter to go ahead to be mechabel oneself and to be touring blood according to this uh, shaila of Rav Zilberstein and his sefer chashuk echemed. So when the couple has their beer rishona, so it's uh, scientifically speaking. So obviously there's going to be some sort of what we refer to as dam besulim. Now dam besulim is blood that comes from the breaking of the hymen uh, of a woman, it's different than dam nida, and halachically there are many different consequences to dam besulim than there are to dam nida. We assume that uh, no matter what, when a couple has bia rishona, so there's always going to be some sort of dam besulim, which is going to uh, which is going to uh, asser her for the uh, four days following the wedding, and then obviously the shivanikim before she can become muteres to her husband again. But a question regar- uh, arises with regards to the second bia that's going to take place. And once the couple are together once, and once she goes through the process of um, tahora, so uh, it's unclear whether or not the blood that uh, that came out of her on night one was blood that was dam nida or was dam besulim. So the question is, and the shaila that arises is. When this couple is together the second time, are they going to be required to check for Dam Basulim? Does she have to go ahead and do a Badika for Dam Basulim on the second time that they are together? So she comes home from the mikvah, and uh, it's possible that the Basulim were never, uh, were never broken. So the Shulchan Aruch in Simen Kuf Tzadi Gimel discusses this at length and writes that they should be Porish. But Rav Moshe Feinstein comes along and says that as long as there was any blood that was found the first time, that when they were together the first time, Bishas Bias Mitzvah on the night of their wedding, so uh, if they found blood that first time, so there's going to be no need to check herself to do Badika. She doesn't have to go ahead and check the sheets. It's assumed that she fully bled the first time and that when they're together this second time, that there's no need to go ahead and to check anything. So therefore, the Eitzah that's offered is that a person should actually uh, really not look at all uh, on a sheet, on a towel, on any other area that there could potentially be blood. There's absolutely no reason to go ahead and check and assume that there was extra Dam Besulim that didn't come out the first time. It's interesting because this uh, Shita of Moshe Feinstein goes against the Arach HaShulchan. The Arach HaShulchan over there in Simon Kuftzat, the Gimel writes that it could take a few times for the blood to come out. But she doesn't have to go ahead, says the Archa Shulchan, and check herself. The only area that they have to check is they have to check the sheets. We generally uh, are Mako when it comes to the Shaila and the Eitzah given, the Eitzah that's offered. The suggestion is, is that when a husband and wife are together for the second time, that they should do whatever they could to have uh, as much colored clothing around, as much colored material around. And therefore, the blood that comes out is not going to be uh, metame. And we don't have to assume that the the blood, should there be blood, that the blood would be blood of Isser. The Gemara then goes on and the Gemara describes that a chassan, 
uh, is going to be Pater Mimitzas Kriyashma. And when uh, we have these conversations over here in Meseches Ksubos and in the beginning of Meseches Prechos, we are dealing with a concept that's referred to as Haosik Mimitzah. Pater min mitzvah, and the Gemara over here says that the chasan is tarud betir das mitzvah, that his thoughts are preoccupied with performing uh, the mitzvah of uh, performing the mitzvah of biarishona and being with his wife for the first time, and therefore akomodim shimloa samaisa berishon pater af pesheni. So uh, the uh, the Gemara goes on, and the Gemara says that basically. Uh, in terms of the sequence of events in which husband and wife are together, that they have uh, all of this time to go ahead and to perform the uh, to perform the uh, the biyarishona that's going to consummate their marriage, that's going to be the fulfillment of adam kesef shtar and bio, which are the ways that we uh, welcome a wife into marriage. So the Gemara Brachos and Daf Yud Zayin describes that this Torah is only for somebody who marries a besula. That since the chassan is going to be so preoccupied with uh, thoughts about how am I going to go ahead and how am I going to break the besulim, how am I going to consummate the marriage, so the the if a person is going to head and be, go uh, and be with an almana, so that's not going to have a dam besulim aspect to it. This is really only in reference to a uh, a situation in which we uh, a situation in which we are uh, seeing a chassan who is going to marry a uh, a marry a besula. The Radvaz makes a comment over here that we look at Lahalacha and the Radvaz says that once four nights have passed, so he's no longer going to be Pater because he's accustomed to the Maisa, he's accustomed to being in her. And uh, and uh, we have to begin to think about when are we going to differentiate in the world of Osik B'mitzvah, what is considered to be Osik B'mitzvah and what's not considered to be Osik B'mitzvah is where Yitzitzis Osik B'mitzvah is doing Hachanasas Orchim Osik B'mitzvah is giving Tzedakah Osik B'mitzvah are all of these things going to pater us from uh, being uh, Osik B'mitzvah pater min ha-mitzvah and uh, there's a conversation that takes place with regards to uh, with regards to uh, Hilchos Avelus that we have over here in our Gemara, and Moshe Feinstein in Orachaim Chelakei Simen Lamed Zayin asks about whether or not one would be putter from doing other mitzvos when a person is uh, actively engaged in Shloshim, actively engaged in Shiva. These are uh, certainly mitzvos that a person has to go ahead and fulfill. So if a person is in the midst of Avelus, is a person going to be putter from doing uh, all of these, uh, doing all of these other mitzvos? So we know, and it's a famous lima that, uh, that's learned out from the mitzvah of tefillin, that when it comes to the mitzvah of tefillin, the Torah describes the mitzvah of tefillin, the Gemara really, Torah Sheba Peh, describes the mitzvah of tefillin as having an aspect of pei alef reish, pe'er, that tefillin provides glory and beauty to a, uh, to a person, and therefore specifically by the mitzvah of tefillin on b'shas uh, aninus, when a person just finds out about the, uh, about the, uh, the death of a relative, so a person's going to be putter from wearing tefillin, Villain. But the question becomes, what about all other mitzvos? And what about, uh, what about uh, any other mitzvah that we would have to fulfill when a person is osik in the mitzvah of uh, Shloshim and Shiva? And Ramosha describes that of course a person is going to have to go ahead and do other mitzvahs. A person is not going to be uh, in this category of being osik b'mitzvah. My mind is not solely focused on, uh, in, again, in the shas of Avilus, in the shas of Shiva. Once the body is buried, so uh, we assume that the uh, that the kavura is done. We assume that many of the mitzvahs that are relevant to uh, many of the mitzvahs that are relevant to Avilus are uh, completed when the kavura is finished. And Rav Moshe says that a person who's involved in Hilchos Avilus uh, is not going to be putter from 
uh, putter from uh, other uh, putter from other mitzvahs that they have to do. So Shochan Aruch and Simon Ayin in Orachaim Simon Ayin. So the uh, the topic of that conversation is Mi Imptur Mi Kriyashma. Who is going to be uh, putter from Kriyashma? And the Shochan Aruch says in Sif Gimel Hakoni says Absula putter Mi Kriyashma Gimel Yamim Imlo Asamaisa. So if a person goes ahead and a person uh, gets married, so they're putter from Kriyashma for the first three days if they didn't consummate their marriage because he quotes this uh, concept that they're tarred Betir Das Mitzvah. And um he describes Vahanimili Bismanarishonim. And that was uh, in the times of the Gemara. But nowadays, when people, uh, none of us have proper kavana. So he says, Gama Kone, Sesabsula Kore. That if a person goes ahead and a person is Kone uh, Sesabsula, though everybody is going to be uh, obligated in, uh, in saying Shema. And there's a lot of discussion with regards to how a person has kavana when they say Shema. And it happens to be that Tosos makes a comment over here that nowadays it's very challenging for anybody to have kavana. So if nobody can have kavana. So, person who goes ahead and a person who says, I'm not going to say Krishma because it's going to stare my kavana. It's going to get in the way and it's going to ruin my kavana. Perhaps we would describe this person and label this person as somebody who is a person of Yura. That's arrogance. That's haughtiness for a person to say that I'm not going to say Shema tonight because tonight's going to be the only night that I'm not going to have kavana. So therefore we go ahead and therefore everybody uh, is going to be chayev a chassan on the night of his wedding. Uh, nowadays Lamaisa is going to be uh, is going to be Chayov in uh, Chayov in saying uh, Chayov in saying Kriyashma, and he's going to be Chayov Likros Ve'im Birchoseha Kedin. The Mishnah Brura comments, and the Mishnah Brura continues and says Gam Spal the Kevin Shechayov Kriyashma Chayov B'Tfila that a person is going to be uh, Chayov in Tfila and Chayov in Kriyashma, and uh, the Chayov of. Uh, of all of these, uh, of all of these uh, aspects of kavana is going to be chal on a going to be chal on a chasen as well. Happens to be that in the Mishnah um, Brura of Rav Vigdor Nevenzal Shlita, the chief rabbi of the old city of Rishalayim, so Rav Vigdor Nevenzal quotes the following, uh, and he describes the fact that uh, that. On this question, whether or not a person uh, can have kavana, what real kavana actually means. So, Rebbe actually points out something fascinating and a chiddush that comes from the Chazanish. And he writes that when it comes to the world of kavana, that no two kavanas are created equally. He says, the back of the, uh, the, the Mishnah Brura, B'Yitzchak Yikarei, the Mishnah Brura of Nevenzal. So he says, So a person's kavana is going to be different depending on uh, who they are, depending on what they're about, depending on what they're capable of in the world of achieving kavana. And he writes that kavanas zakin v'tzadik l'fikocho, v'katan l'fikocho. So a person... Uh, is going to have the kavana that's roy, that's proper, that's befitting for him. That we don't expect the child to have a level of kavana for a uh, that 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 a rosh yeshiva would have. We don't expect a uh, uh, a middle aged person to have a level of kavana that perhaps a child would have. And certainly in the realm of what it means to have kavana, so this is a conversation and something that is uh, something that is. Uh, uh, debated uh, widely, and uh, there is a subjective element to kavana. But nonetheless, there is a baseline level uh, of appreciation and acknowledgement and recognition over here when it comes to saying Shema, that a person certainly has to have kavana. It happens to be that the next 
Shaila that uh, or the next discussion in the Sefer Chashuki Chemed of uh, of Rav Zilberstein is a uh, uh, a discussion as to whether or not uh, a person has to have uh, emuna in the Metzius of Hashem and the existence of Hashem and then the oneness and the Achdus of Hashem and how it is that a person who goes ahead and a person who says uh, Shema is going to be uh, in fulfillment of this. So. You were to go ahead and you were to look in the Baralacha in Simon Aleph, the first Baralacha in all of Shulchan Aruch, where he describes the Sheish Mitzos Tamidios, the six constant Mitzos that a person has to fulfill. So a person has to realize that Hashem is uh, involved in the world, that Hashem is around, and a person has to have Emunah, that, uh, that Hashem is uh, calling the shots in the world. Then Zilberstein goes on, and Zilberstein presents. Um, a, uh, a mitzvah, the 25th mitzvah of the Sefer Chinuch, mitzvah Chavhei, and he describes the fact that when we, uh, when we go ahead and when we say Shema, so a person has to, uh, person has to remember that Ta'aminu Sheyesh Le'olam Elokim. person has to always believe and remember that, uh, that uh, the world has a God, that Hashem is calling the shots. And he quotes, he goes ahead and he quotes from the Rambam in Yisodi Torah that Amuna is something that we uh, obviously go ahead and we obviously speak about, but Amuna is something that requires us to really have the, uh, the image and the vision of what it means to go ahead to serve Hashem. And he describes, based on the Rambam, that the Iker HaMitzvah of Emuna is Al Yidei HaYediyah HaAmitis Kemosha Asa Avram Avinu Alav HaShalom. That Avram's Emuna was something that was so uh, exalted, something that was so noteworthy, that we have the same obligation to go ahead to do our best to make sure that we appreciate and understand the fact that uh, emuna is something that we have to strive to achieve. And obviously, the, uh, the concept of emuna and the conversation of emuna is something that comes off of saying Shema every single day, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, the unity and the oneness of Hashem, which uh, is the goal of Kriya Shema, which is the concern on the night of the uh, chuppah, the night of the wedding, because once again, the chasen is Torah B'tir Das Mitzah Bias Mitzah Bias Rishona. And therefore, uh, we're nervous that the chassan's not going to get to this level, uh, to this level of kavana. And ultimately, the Gemara goes ahead and the Gemara concludes that if one is a bucky, if one is an expert in these areas, so he can live with his wife who is a uh, basula on Shabbos, based on the principle that the majority of people are bikiyan in this area uh, and uh, will not cause uh, all sorts of unnecessary bleeding and... Um, and uh, we uh, we allow the chassan to uh, to go ahead and have and certainly later on in marriage have be a, even a, a, a mitzvah uh, on uh, on Friday nights on Shabbos itself for uh, for Onik Shabbos which the Shulchan Aruch describes lehalacha. So as we uh, make our way through Davav. A lot of shas conversations uh, that, uh, once again, as we described in the Hakdam in the introduction, the uh, concept of Meseches Ksubis being shas katan on this page itself, all sorts of discussions and conversations uh, about uh, relationships and about marriages and about weddings and about osik b'mitzah, patr mitzah, all sorts of inyane kavana that appear on daf vav in Meseches Ksubis. That is Meseches Ksubis daf vav.